Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Boat lines it into left field, a base hit, Cespedes will score, and the Oakland A's walk off with game two of the ALTS. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. And Turner in the air center field, that ball's hit well. Martin is on the run, this is way back, and it is gone! It is a walk-off home run for Justin Turner! The doctor is now in. That was great, huh? Absolutely. I, I had a, a funny thought. Like, what if it said, time to get your new from the doctor. Showtime, Sean Ford. Like, I need to. I've been here enough now that I should have my own intro, correct? You should. Very good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the T.C. Martin Show. We're right here at uh, the Superbook at the Westgate. And uh, I'm here joined with an uh, excellent guest, uh, someone who can help me navigate through uh, the show today. We're going to have some fun. Uh, co-founder of thewagertalk.com. Welcome, Marco D'Angelo. Glad Sir? To, glad to be here with you, Sean. First time we get to do a show together. Just uh, you and I. Show. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need TC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we kind of do need TC. <laughs> uh, we got, got, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to MLB playoffs. We got NFL to talk about. You just told me about a crazy trade I had no clue about. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into Thursday Night Football. Was great last night. Thursday Night Football always is dynamite, at least in my mind. Maybe it's maybe I'm just too emotionally invested into Thursday Night Football. But it just seems like whoever you put on Thursday night, they shine, you know. Uh, except the last the two weeks before this, we had a couple duds. We had the no-touchdown game with Indianapolis and uh, – who they play that? Guess week? what? I didn't watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss much. Yeah, and Russell Wilson <laughs> in, in Denver, and then. Uh, but last night, uh, hey, you know, Kyler Murray got his security blanket back. You know, sure. the, you know, the Andre Hopkins back sure. opened up that offense, and well, Andy Dalton didn't help either uh, no. <laughs> with the two pick sixes. No, no, we'll, we'll definitely come back to the NFL and me being a boxer we might get into some boxing we'll see i don't i feel like there's nothing really important to talk about as it pertains to boxing did you happen to see Deontay Wilder's fight the other night it was I, box pay-per-view i did not i got uh, i'm not mad at you not mad at me not mad at i you. was in a, a sports book one day this week and i remember what it was and i looked up in the corner and they had a show on i said i know that guy <laughs> it was me it was you <laughs> I am literally everywhere. I love it. And the boxing community is super, super small. So it's like like you and I. Like yeah. we've never really – well, obviously, we, we've never hung out, yep. you know. But we, we've only come across one another a few times here doing the shows with TC and things like that. But you tell someone, like, hey, yeah, I know Sean. He's a, he's a great guy. And I would say the same thing about you, Marco. Absolutely. So all that being said, a lot of people that don't know me, but they know me from TV, they just – we see you everywhere. You're doing so much, and who are you working for now? So on and so forth. It's like I, I got kind of got the boxing in the palm of my hands right now. So I'm doing the best I can with it. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, great career, and yeah. you know now uh, shedding your knowledge, sharing Absolutely. it with us. Yeah, I got the Portaway podcast for anybody that doesn't know, and we really get into we we have excellent guests on, and we have a lot of fun. But there's always more than one point 
through the show where I really just kind of educate everyone on what they don't know about boxing or what they what they perceive and but have a misunderstanding about. You know what I mean? So I really enjoy doing the podcast because of that. Uh, I just told uh, my my behind the scenes guy. He's here today. I told him we've been doing the podcast two hour shows lately, just kind of how it's been going. And TC, as you know, he asked me to do the show some weeks ago, and I was like two hours, like <gasps> I don't know what I, I don't know, you know. And it and it worked out. So this time around, funny thing, he asked me if if I could do it, and uh, I said yeah. I didn't even think about it, and uh, I was busy today. <laughs> I've been a little busy to to a little too busy to really get ready for this, but I was happy again to have you here with me, Marco, just to help me navigate through the show one thing you never have to worry about is when i'm on the show and trevor manage is on the show there will never be a loss for words <laughs> we can feel a lot of air well, who's trevor manage uh he is espn he'll be in in a be- best bet segment well where is he now well he's doesn't come on until 3 30. <laughs> hey, hey, i'm running out of answers here <laughs> let's go back to the mlb real quick the reason why we're going to do that first is because i don't watch baseball <laughs> you don't watch baseball no okay. no i don't but i feel like we would we would be robbing the audience if we didn't try to cover all of the sporting events as they happen uh that's what tc does and i told him i want to try to keep this as close to what he does as possible you being a sports guy you just kind of you watch and know it seems like everything and uh, when it comes to baseball specifically, you watching all the games or what? I'm watching all the games. This is the, you know, obviously the best time of the year, the playoffs. We've been very good this week uh, with the playoffs, especially this uh, series. We had the winner in both game one and two of the uh, Philadelphia Padre one. I went against the Padres in game one. I took the Phillies on the road. A lot of people were on the Padres in game one, but Sean, I, I just carried over an angle that I've used the last several years. When the Dodgers and Padres would play a regular season series, I went against both of them the next the first game of the next series because they <laughs> hate they they hate each other and mm-hmm. they're battling one another all the time and then they're just seems like they're flat that first game and I know people are saying how can you be flat for game one of the NLCS but the thing is for the Padres you know how it is if you know if there's a if there was a boxer that you couldn't get past but then that first time you finally beat him he ain't coming back and beating you anymore right right okay and the Padres finally slayed that dragon the Dodgers in the last series Uh to move on to the NLCS and I just felt that they were going to be a little flat in game one, and I liked the pitcher going for Philadelphia. Wheeler had been pitching very well. They got the job done. It was a low-scoring game, 2-0, got the win. But then I came back on the Padres game two to even it up. They got the big <laughs> win, and now we go back to Philadelphia. And I know a lot of people are looking at this you know, matchup tonight, and I'll be honest, I'm on the Padres here. I, they're playing great baseball right now. The pitching matchup, you got Joe Musgrave. This guy has been phenomenal. His last six starts, he's only allowed three runs in his last six starts. That's amazing. He's going to be pitching against uh, Ranger Suarez for Philadelphia, who is a good young pitcher. But the problem is, and the key word is young pitcher. He's never pitched on this big of a stage. Uh-huh. And going against you know a veteran that's on top of his game right now, I got to go with the Padres in the Padres. Normally, I would go a first five-inning wager, so I don't have to involve the bullpens. But with these two teams, 
the Padres have the edge with the bullpen. So I will go full game and take the Padres tonight. I was just about to ask where, where the separation is for with this game. It, it, it's, the, it's, in fact, the, uh, the bullpen. The bullpen when we get to the end. One, I think you're going to get to the Philadelphia bullpen first. Quicker. Because I don't yeah. think Rager Suarez is going to go deep into this game. And Joe Musgrove generally is going to give you six or seven strong innings and then turn it over to the bullpen. So uh, I think you've got key edges around the, the Padres in this one. And we'll take them for game three tonight. Well, the Yankees, <laughs> they finished up with the with, – well, I can't even call them the Tribe anymore, but uh, the Guardians. They finished up the Guardians. I feel like I am – to blame. <laughs> and why is that? Let me explain. Uh, I, sh I meant to look this up, and I, I didn't have a moment to. Uh, what year did the did the Guardians just last? Were they last in the in the uh, in the uh, the championships? Uh, was that Cubs? Yeah, it was against the Cubs. Right? Against yeah, the Cubs. yeah, against yeah. the Cubs. Yeah, maybe 2018. Or something yeah, like so so they're they're on a roll. 2015, buddy. 2015. <laughs> That was so long ago. Wow. <laughs> They're on the road. Yeah. And I am not a baseball guy at all. Neither is my dad. Uh -huh. My dad says, hey, uh, did you see it? Once upon a time, Indians were in there in the championship. I said, yeah, I saw. You want to go? I said, all right, yeah, let's go. We go to game, uh, I think it was game three back home in Cleveland or game four back home in Cleveland. They drop it. My dad says, well, we can stay and go to the next one. We stayed every they, – they were on a roll. Every mm -hmm. game we went to, they lost. <laughs> so you fast forward, and uh, I was supposed to go – I was in New York, was supposed to go to the game on Thursday. It ends up being being canceled through the rain. Friday they handle business, and now they're coming back home to Cleveland. Yeah. Guess who's in Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> so I and – I'm, and I'm texting a buddy of mine. He knows this whole story. He's like, hey, you better not dare go to the game. I said, I don't even want to be in the city right now. <laughs> and, of course, he says, I don't like you staying down the street either. They end up losing both games at home. And that, that kind of it hurt me. I feel like I am the reason why. Prove me wrong, please. <laughs> uh, that's I can't argue with the, the numbers there. I think uh, they caught a bad break when they had the rain out. The day, yeah. uh, and then they had to go to game five. I think having the extra day became a big advantage for the Yankees. They were able to change their starting pitcher, mm -hmm. change the dynamics of the bullpen with sure. that extra day rest. Sure. I like uh, Cleveland. I was taking them in that game prior the night that it got rained out. But yeah. When it got rained out and moved to the next day, I didn't come back with them because I didn't like the pitching matchup when they were able to change. I always say I always say sports, and then boxing specifically because I talk boxing yeah. all the time. But sports in general, it's all about it's about moments. Mm -hmm. And you never know when your moment is and when your moment is not. So, yeah, just kind of going back to what you said about that rain day, it delayed things for a younger team mm -hmm. who was probably really excited and ready and amped up for this moment. They lose that day, that moment, and then it comes back and, and it gets them. It, absolutely. You've got to be excited, though, as a guardian. Sure. I have trouble saying that. They I weren't can, expected. To I can do explain this. that story though. Yeah. You remember last time we were here? Yeah. You're, you're asking me to explain uh, the midget uh, le uh, leprechaun thing yeah. <laughs> that we had. <laughs> I can explain the garden. But anyway, yeah. The uh, for them to be this young and to do what they did this year, nobody expected them to yeah. be a, a factor. So you've got a lot to build on. You got a good young pitching staff, and if they keep the nucleus of that team together, 
you got you got a future again. I mean, it was supposed to be you know rebuild and drop off, but uh, it's not looking that way. How hard is it to maintain a, a that that a team, or you know, how hard is it to maintain a roster in the in the M MLB? Well, you're asking a guy that came from Pittsburgh that here's how it works in Pittsburgh. Uh -oh. we, we have good prospects. We personal. Yeah, we have good prospects. We bring them up through our system, bring them into the major leagues. Then they have a couple really good years, and then that rookie contract is over. And then they sign with the Yankees. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how that works. Okay, yeah. small market. We don't have, you know, we don't have the money uh, to compete with the, the big boys, and we lose all of our uh, good prospects. Yeah. That's why Garrett Cole, you know, went to Houston, and now he's in New York, and that was a homegrown, you yeah. know, yeah. from our farm system, and, and it happens over and over to the Pirates. Is being a Pirate fan. When I was a kid, I got a couple championships in the 70s. I haven't had anything since. <laughs> so who's going to the World Series? Uh, Houston is just they're, – they're just tough to beat right now. Mm. Um, they're playing so well. Uh, you know, the Yankees, we know they've got power and they can beat you on any given day. They got their ace going in game three tomorrow, which is a must win for them. You can't go down 0-3, it's done. Sure. But uh, Houston's just playing good baseball. Now, on the other side of the ledger, you got two teams, the Padres and Philadelphia. They haven't been in this position before. So this is, you know, this is going to be tough to see who, you know, comes out of this. More importantly, who does come out of it they're going to be at a big disadvantage to whether it's the Yankees or Houston because both of those teams have been there, done that, yeah. and done it recently. Well, what about both teams, the Padres and the Phillies? Do they have – or uh, yeah, yeah, the Padres and the Phillies, do they have uh, – uh, a personnel, do you have athletes that have been there before or as a whole they just both, collectively aren't? Both teams have, you know, some players I knew. But yeah. Philadelphia, it's been a while since they've been, you know, relevant. It, yeah. It's been, you know, the Mets the last couple of years in Atlanta. Right. Philly has, you know, they when they signed Bryce Harper, they that was supposed to be the move that put them over the top. Mm -hmm. They went out and got a few d good pitchers that has helped this year. But the problem with Philadelphia is they can score a lot of runs. But I hold my breath when we get to the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings of their games mm. because I'm not a fan of their of their bullpen. They've, uh -huh. they've let a lot of leads go by the wayside. Now, the Padres were a team that for the last several years have kept adding pro, you know, more pieces. They went out a couple of years ago, got Blake Snell whenever he was the hot pitcher in that. Didn't really live up to what they expected with them. They got you Darvish, signed him. He's been fantastic for them. They got Musgrove. And one of their young pitchers, did, we didn't even see him this year. Remember when Chris uh, Paddock broke onto the scene, he mm. was, you know, the young phenom throws, you know, 100 miles an hour. But we've seen with those guys that, you know, really throw hard. They burn Sometimes the, the durability and the arm problems yeah. come in. So that's been a problem there. But when you're in that division with the Dodgers, it doesn't matter how much you're loading up. You're always second fiddle to the Dodgers. But they finally got over the, that hump. And if they get past Philadelphia, it will be curious to see how they handle themselves with Houston. But that's going to be a big edge in experience yeah. for the Astros if they're the ones that advance in the American it League. It sounds like Padres and Phillies is just straight up 50-50 in your mind. It, it is. And, that's, you know, I didn't make a series play yeah. uh, in okay. that one. I, I'm taking it game by game. And, like I said, tonight, game three, I'll be on the Padres. And, I won't make a decision on game four till tonight's game's over. One, 
obviously see who wins, but more importantly, whenever you are talking about bullpens and such, you want to see how the game unfolds tonight, who gets used how, for how long, sure. who's available tomorrow. That all goes into the handicapping of the game. And sometimes if I like a particular team but I don't like the bullpen scenario, then I'll switch to a first five-inning wager because then it's mono versus mono. you got the two starting pitchers going head-to-head, and I want to get <laughs> – I want the best starting. Yeah. 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 I don't want to have the bullpen come in because, Sean, in baseball, when you're betting, because so many managers do the same thing. Starter goes five or six innings. Then they have a guy that comes in for the seventh. They have the setup guy in the eighth. And then they have the closer in the ninth. So now you've got four people, starting pitcher and three relievers, that all have to do their job correctly. Where if you go with a first five inning wager, generally it's those two guys, the starting pitchers, and you're you're taking the the better starting pitcher for five. So those are different ways that you can attack games, but there are instances when the bullpens are at full strength, nobody got used the night before, key people. Then if one has an added edge, you want to go for the full game, and that's why I'm on the Padres full game tonight. (laughs) Everything you just said there, you know what I took from it? I'm glad I'm not a, a gambler. <laughs> I'm glad. I, that's a whole lot to think about. It, <laughs> it it that's just scraping the surface. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, How many times have you, like, ripped up your ticket and said, no, nah, I, I made the wrong bet? <laughs> you know? Nightly. But, you know, it's, pre- it's preparation for anything, whether you're, you're betting, handicapping, whatever you're doing. When you go into your boxing matches, how much preparation are you looking at game film yeah, sure. or fight film? Sure. Your guy, you know, your opponent's tendencies sure. and yeah. where you see yeah. something you can yeah. exploit or something you want to stay away from, yeah. uh, and don't you know, don't get caught. And it's the same thing in handicapping. It's you a hell of a mindset to have as a as a, a betting man. You, you, you got to do it all. He goes to fight yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day he every wakes day. up in the morning. Yeah. He wakes up. He's, he's looking for the three or the five. Hey, this, the books have given me some black eyes. Oh, I, don't worry. I, we're not undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. We're right here at the Superbook at uh, Westgate. Myself, uh, Showtime Sean Porter, along with Marco D'Angelo. Let's move into football. Uh, You were telling me that McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, has been moved. That was a move that I didn't think was coming at, at all, ever. Uh, he's and he's now in in uh, San Francisco. He's in San Francisco. Going to be a good addition to the 49ers. Sure. We know the 49ers like to play power football. They want to run the football. Christian McCaffrey is that versatile back that can you know obviously run the football out of the backfield. But he is very good out of the backfield catching the ball as well. Going back home to you know he played at Stanford right, so right. obviously he you know he's going back to his surroundings right. he's got to be excited about that but i take two things from it one sure. the 49ers are all in on this season okay they gave up a lot for a running back that yes is a good running back but he has not been durable. Sure. I think he's sure. missed like 23 of the Carolina's last 33 games. Yep. Um, so that's an issue. You give away four draft picks, three this year and one next year. They want to give a second, a third, and a fourth this year, and I think a fifth-round draft pick next year. And you've got that big contract. He didn't come cheap as far as money goes. Right. So you know, it's a big risk uh, for them, but they feel – this is the season. They were one game away last year. Yeah. Um, they kept Jimmy G's an, an insurance policy whenever they were turning the reins sure. over to Trey Lance, <laughs> sure. which unfortunately for Lance, he got hurt in the second game. And 
it's a good thing you still had Jimmy G yeah. on, on the roster. So yeah. they're all in this year, and for what was supposed to be a two-horse race in the NFC West, everybody's in there with basically the same record. Yeah. Uh, and that's because San Francisco has underachieved. The Rams have completely underachieved this completely. year. Completely. Um, maybe a little too fat and sassy from the Super Bowl uh, year. Uh, they don't have that same fire. They lost, uh, you know, a big piece of their defense. Yeah. Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Uh, moving on this year, going to Buffalo. So different pieces of it. But the 49ers can win this. And the 49ers are the type of team that are old school. I mean, they throw the football, but they throw the football after the run sets up the the offense for them they yeah. want to run and they do different things with the running game like Debo Sam I was, know, yeah you know, putting him in the backfield and it gave a lot of teams a lot of problems because of the awkward sets that they use everything you do on offense the defense has to you know counter so it sure. changes different coverages that, that the defense have to line up in yeah. and it's been successful now when you've got a back you know if he can stay healthy. It's going to be big for the 49ers, and it will only make Jimmy G better because I say this about every quarterback in the NFL. When you've got a running game that's working, mm -hmm. it's going to automatically make your quarterback better than he is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, because now defenses can't stack the, you sure. know, the line because uh -huh. uh, they're running the ball so well. You can throw downfield, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see the rest of the season. Now, 49ers do have a ton of injuries on defense right now. they got to yeah. get through this little bit, yeah. and they're going against an offensive juggernaut this week in I, Kansas City. I was going to say, the thing I like about Christian McCaffrey going to San Francisco, it, they're deeper. You know, yeah. there was no one else to give the ball to, and hardly anybody to even pitch the ball to. <laughs> and it was kind of it was Christian McCaffrey or nothing over there in Carolina. And it's like now you got Debo there, yeah. you got a, a number of other uh, receivers, and and I think that you know offensively they are a legitimate. They were already a weapon, but I right. think they're they're they've gone from maybe a shotgun to some something something bigger. <laughs> you know, rocket and launcher. It will help their defense also. And I know that sounds like, how's the offense going to help the defense? When the offense can stay on the Keep field for, long, the field. for longer drives, yeah. it puts your defense out there for less plays. Yeah. The fewer plays you're on the field, the better your defense is going to be. And it's one thing I really like about Jimmy G. I know a lot of people knock Jimmy G. I like the fact that he is a good time manager. He can, he can hold the ball. He can sustain, makes the right – the right reads, the right passes. He's, you know, he's not someone who's going to come in and just turn the ball over and turn the ball over. I think people expect a really big plays. They don't get that often enough from Jimmy G, and so he gets a bad rap. I agree with you 100%. The last week was a, was a bad game for everybody all the way around for the 49ers. It was their second game in a row on the East Coast playing at Atlanta. They laid an egg. They were minus three in turnovers. In the NFL, if you lose the turnover battle, by two or more, you're going to lose 80% of the time. Always. When it's three, when it's minus three, you almost always lose. Yeah. And that was a problem. It was a flat spot for them last week. Now, they've had a history. The 49ers, for whatever reason, it seems like every year they get those back-to-back -back East Coast games. And what they've done, and they did it again this year, they stay as there. They They'll should. go somewhere sure. you know, else to do instead of – Flying back sure. and flying back out. And they've always done well in that second game. Uh -huh. Now, this year they didn't. So let's see if they reverse the other 
trade uh, trend with that is the last four years, as I said, as good as they've done on those back to backs. When they came home for the first game they after struggled. the back, they had went 0 and 4 yeah. against the spread. So let's see what they do uh, in this one uh, this week. And they're getting a team, Kansas City. It's one of the games I'll be talking about later when we get the best bets. But Kansas City's coming off a tough game last week. Everybody waited all year. When schedules came, <laughs> when they saw that Kansas City and Buffalo was going to be playing, yeah. <laughs> everybody tabbed that as the game of the year yeah. uh, in the NFL. Yeah. And, it lived up to it. They went back and forth, and it came down to the final possession. Yeah. And uh, Buffalo made the, the last play and won the game. So, you know, we'll see how they bounce back because a lot of times when you lose a game like that, people automatically want to jump on them to bounce back. Yeah. But sometimes you can lose the same game twice. If you come out flat and you just put so much in that game the week mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. and that's my concern for Kansas City this yeah. week. Yeah, I've, I've been telling people recently that rematches in boxing are, are a little more valuable than, than even just the first match. It is because then you have the history to go off of. You've seen the way the fight played out, aka game played out, and you want to see you. You're invested now. You want to see what happens this time, you know. And so I remember uh, before the season started, they showed they had a replay of uh, Bills versus Chiefs, and I didn't I didn't catch the first game. Oh, so man. I had the opportunity to sit here and, and, oh, this is what everyone's been talking about. <laughs> so then, yeah, you fast yeah. forward and you see that game is on the list, on the schedule again. Everybody's tuning into that one. Everybody wants to see what in that rematch based on what happened last year, you know. And everybody figured it, it's gonna, the AFC championship is going to come down to those two teams. That probably decided home field advantage. Perfect. Well, yeah, this is the T.C. Martin Show. We'll, we are coming back. When we come back, we'll have some more football. We didn't really get into much. We had a lot of – I'm a big fan of Christian McCaffrey. I had him I on my fantasy that. football team for the, for a couple of years in rows. I got mad about all of the injuries, and I said, I'm not getting him this year, you know. So uh, sounds like he might be back. But uh, when we come back, we'll talk some more football and everything else. This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning in to the T.C. Martin Show. For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go That is the jam. Can they hear that in here? Yeah. Okay. It's right here on the speaker. All right. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I <laughs> know I'm hearing it. <laughs> Welcome back to the TC Martin Show, where we are doing things the Porter way. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little plug in there, man. Maybe maybe somebody hears that and says, let's give him a shot. There you go. <laughs> Marco, D'Angelo, again, thank you for hanging with me. Uh, tell me about uh, Wager Talk real quick, wagertalk.com. Yeah, it's a website that I co-founded. Uh, it is a pick site. We do sell picks there, but we have a ton of free information uh, that you go to. We do weekly shit. We do daily shows on all the sports. I do a weekly show, uh, college and pro show. We comes out on Wednesday night. It's called Bet On It. We break down college card and then the NFL card. And not only is it informative, but we just have too much fun. I mean, it's hilarious. We're, we're <laughs> cracking jokes all the time. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a good uh, follow. We have an app that you can download, Wager Talk TV app. And uh, it's free. And you can get all of our shows right on the app. Um, simple one is place. Is it a podcast show? Uh, it's live on YouTube. Live on YouTube. Yep. Nice. Yep. So good stuff. We have hockey shows, NBA, everything imaginable. We, we've got guys that do the MMA. We even got a guy that is a specialist in Korean baseball, Asian baseball, <laughs> KBO. 
That's there's different. That's different. Yeah, there's baseball in Japan. Well, I mean, there's yeah. baseball in Japan, but, but it's like a different type of baseball. It's just a little bit of a different handicap. The guy actually used to be, and I, I can't say the team that he worked for, but he was a Japanese scout for a major league baseball team. Okay. And uh, he ended up uh, staying in Taking, over there yeah. in Tokyo, yeah. and uh, he covers the baseball, and he does extremely well. Huh. And back when we had COVID, that was the only thing right. That was the only sports going. Yeah. You know, they had MMA, UFC, yeah. and yeah. Korean yeah. baseball. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> so we were indulged in that. Okay. Yeah. All right. How long have you been doing uh, Wager Talk? Uh, Wager Talk, uh, we started Wager Talk in 2016. I've been doing this business since 1980. Yeah. 40-plus uh, years in the business of sports betting and handicapping. I can and, tell. Uh, just love it. Yeah, I can Some tell. might say I'm a DJ, but, you know. It's uh, we do it for profit. Well, what language is that? Say that again. Some people might say that we are a DJ, a little degenerate. Oh, uh, got okay. you, got yeah, you, got yeah. you, got you. On the show, you mean? Yeah, just gambling. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah just in general. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I like to call that passion. <laughs> <laughs> Your passion runs deep, though, huh? It it does. We like uh, we like. Uh, hey, my hobby. This is my business. My hobbies are playing poker, and I own racehorses. Yeah. So you figure Sweet. it out. <laughs> I, I like the game. I like the you game. Angles yeah, covered. You know, all <laughs> angles covered. All angles covered. Yeah, he's got all angles covered. There's not a day go by you can't find something out yeah. there to play with, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's promo uh, TC Show real quick. The TCMartinShow.com. You go there, you can see all of his uh, previous uh, interviews. Everything's on, on the TC Martin Radio sh- or TC Martin, uh, Show.com. You guys go there, check that out. Uh, outside of that, uh, I'll go ahead and plug mine as well, the Portaway Podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on every podcasting platform. And um, we're just a bunch of guys that like to, t- like to talk sports and like to talk in general. <laughs> it's, the shows that I do, I like to create an atmosphere like you're talking sports, but you're with a buddy. Yeah. Sitting in a bar. Yeah. Having a cold one. Yeah. And talking sports. Yeah. And that's, you know, I there's a lot of shows and everybody has their own. I don't want to be a stuffy show yeah. where, you know, you're just running off numbers. Sure. Left there, you know, sure. No, you want to have I, some fun. Same recipe for me. Yep. Uh, my guys are part of my, my podcast, guys that I've known since, you know, for 10, 10 plus years. So I just think that that makes sense. And it seems to resonate with a lot of the audience. They they enjoy the fact that my guys weren't professional fighters as opposed to watching three world champions. And now we get into some conversations that you don't know anything about. <laughs> I had Roy Jones on, on the show. We did a live show. And, and and Roy and I, we got into a little bit of a, of a back and forth just boxing related. And you go through the comments and people stopped really. They were like tuned out to what we were saying because they couldn't understand the talk they couldn't yeah. understand the conversation you know so yeah. i think it helps having a friend along and yeah. you know you can just kind of converse and go back and forth and enjoy and have fun you know absolutely um let's get back to the to the to the football thursday night football again i felt like it was dynamite uh virtually beginning to end i felt like uh uh quarterback for um for the saints um Dalton. Dal- Dalton. Andy, Dalton. andy Dalton. i felt like he got cold really quickly <laughs> unfortunately uh what, what, what was your take on the game well uh i watched the highlights of the game because i was at the golden knights game last Not mad night at you, you yeah. supporting the golden knights I'm supporting the golden knights uh but the thing of it is uh, the big story from the game obviously was arizona falling behind 14 nothing right away again and then 
the little altercation mm -hmm. on the sidelines mm -hmm. with uh, Kingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray. And, you know, that was all over Twitter. Those two John at one another on the sidelines. And then the two bonehead plays by Andy Dalton, a 14-14 game with yeah. just two minutes to go. Yeah in the half yeah. and you go in the locker room down two touchdowns. I mean, that was a back, backbreaker. Uh, they did, you know, come back and make the game close at the end. You know, it was the final score was closer than the game. Arizona, once they had those two turnover touchdowns, they were in control of the game the whole way. But uh, again, go back to getting a key piece of your offense back, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that was huge for Arizona. This yeah. offense was stagnant. Yeah. And what people don't realize when you're doing the X's and O's, just having him on the field, even though that was the first game for him back, when he's on the field, it changes defensive coverages that the defenses are going to be in because you have to respect the deep threat. He's generally going to you know, get double coverage because he's such a sensational wide receiver that then it opens up your running game. It opens up for the quarterback whenever you got to respect the downfield passing sure, game sure. the defenders are turning their back you know to go downfield that if a play breaks down kyler murray you know can tuck the ball and run and uh, i think they had you know over 100 yards rushing last night uh which they hadn't been doing and then you know scoring as many points as they did they scored more points in the first half last night granted 14 were on pick sixes right. than they did all year uh, combined uh -huh. the previous games yeah. so that's how bad it's been in Arizona well, that says a lot for your defense especially when your offense is trying to catch up you know yeah. acquiring Robbie uh, Anderson is a, was a good move I yeah. thought as well the, uh, so now that division wide open everybody's got three wins in there yeah and, uh, let's see what you know let's it see seems what like happens. it's like that around the league though <laughs> you know there there are a lot of disappointments and uh, i know when we get to the oh, uh, talking to oh, the Lord. nfl games uh, <laughs> oh, you know I, I can't throw stones i, I mean my my steelers are bad this year but i knew that coming in right 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 okay. right I, you know this is the first year without big ben you, you hear know, that Morgan. passive aggressive yeah. movie just put on me yeah. right there but you know <laughs> You guys, uh, yeah. and I, I was a supporter of the Browns this year. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be. I was. You gotta be. You know. I, 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 I'm not because of me though, right? You know, hey, I, I've got a lot of friends that, uh, you know, are from Cleveland. Two of my best friends out here are both from Cleveland. And I, you know, and I'm very cordial with them. I tell sure. them the best, <laughs> the best thing about Cleveland is it's only a two-hour right, drive okay. to go see six okay. Super Bowl trophies. Okay. Okay. It's not very far. Okay. <laughs> but I really, there were a lot of situations this year that I, I thought the Browns were in a very good spot. The Atlanta yeah. game is one that, you know, Getting cute with the play calling at the end of that game cost them the Atlanta game. Yeah. And then they do the same thing against the Chargers. I feel like Kevin Stefanski is really he's starting to struggle. Uh, I think we, we, we know our our identity and I think he's trying to play against it because he feels like the the, the country knows the, the, the league knows what's coming at him. So what? Like Force them they, to, to. They to, haven't stopped it. Yeah, force them to stop it. You know. The, the Charger game, they went up and down the field, and he gets them inside the ten-yard line, and he puts the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hand yeah. to throw the football. Yeah. When you got the two best running backs, tandem. Yeah. In yeah. the league. Yeah. And the Chargers had no answer for the running game. Yeah. And uh, you know that was a game that I ended up getting a push out of, that I because they were plus two that I should have won that game, and you know. 
whenever we get John Murray on here from the Westgate, they have a little contest here, uh, the super contest, and that push cost me a half a point in the contest. We're currently in second place. I feel like everything comes a, back to a, a bet with you, though. Oh, it does. It, it, <laughs> it, it is. Everything. That's all. That when people nuts. say, who do you root? Guys ask me, who's your favorite team? Who do you root for? Show well, your paper. By bias, by bias, you know, I like the Steelers, but I'll bet against them as quickly as I'll bet with them. Jeez. But my favorite my favorite team is whoever I got the, those little pieces of paper. Yeah. You know, so, oh, I got San Francisco. I got the Padres. Yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite teams today. This you know? weekend was ugly in Cleveland. Yeah, that. I flew back from from New York. Uh, shout out to Deontay Wilder. He he capitalized on a big win, first round knockout against uh, Robert Hellenius. Uh, this was Saturday the 15th. I flew back Sunday for the game. I touched down around 11:30. Got to the game right around 12:45. I'm right there in my seat and I'm excited. And it just was, it was a different week for me. I go to at least one game every year. And now my goal is to try to go to every NFL stadium in the league. So I want to, I got, I have to figure out what away game I'm going to go to this year. But this for the first time that I did not feel uh, energy of positivity, energy of excitement and all these things. I mean, I got to my seat and it was just kind of like blah. And then that's exactly how they performed as a team on Sunday, and specifically, of course, Jacoby Brissett. Especially after they, they played their best offensive performance of the season the week before, yeah. uh, you know, against the Chargers. They came up short, but sure. I think that that, that loss had a carryover effect mm. last week, uh, the way they lost, the, you know, the Charger game, because they should have won that game. And now it's just, you know, are we going to wait? Till Deshaun Watson's, you know, yeah. ready to go. I'm I mean, like 500 now when I go to games. Like they felt like they used to win them all when I would go, mm -hmm. and then recently it's like they just don't win anymore. You know, <laughs> it's. I was at the game uh, when 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 they ended up sticking in um, uh, the quarterback. Um, shoot, I'm, I'm losing his name. Um, uh, was was the quarterback that we just traded away? Uh, Oh, Baker. 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 When they when they put in Baker against the Jets, I was at that game. That was a Thursday night game. It was a Thursday night game. It yep. was. Yep. And it, it was just it was so it was so electrifying, and every game that I've gone to is like that. Win, lose, or draw. Because again, I'm 500, but every game is super electrifying and fun. And it was like from the opening bell, we knew we we just something was different, you know, on Sunday. It, uh, yeah, it. Jacoby Brissett, I, I thought that he would be a good game manager. I did too. And not not this past weekend. He no, was not. No, you're not. Yeah. But coming in, I said, you know, with that running game, they're going to be, you know, they're going to frustrate teams. Yeah. Teams don't like to, you know, they don't play the run, you know, yeah. like they used to. Yeah. They can go down the field. He can get some stuff on play action. But you use the, the passing game, and, and I, I know that's his defense of what he did in, you know, when he got inside the 15 those couple times. You know, you want to change things up. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, it ain't broke. Yeah. Don't fix yep. it. Don't yep. fix it. Yep. You do not want yep. the ball. You don't want Jacoby Brissett to have to make a play. <laughs> in that one game, the frustrated, he could have ran 
ran it in for the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he throws yeah. the interception. Yeah, I was just laughing at that moment because uh, I said the 50-yard line. I said very close to, to the field, right? And there was somebody, I don't know, there was about 10 rows up from me. They said, and I'm going to try to yell it really softly, but they said, who's in control? <laughs> <laughs> and through the midst of everything that was going wrong for us, you just had to laugh at that yeah. because you know who's in control. Yet, that guy is out of control. I don't think Kevin Stefanski has a good grasp of the team right now. I don't think he has a good grasp of the identity that we should have and need and we need to have. I think he's out thinking himself and to think that he's he's just trying to do a little too much with the team right now. In that go back to the Charger game, he handed them a field goal in that game when he went on fourth in one yeah. at your own thirty four yard line. Yeah. You you I know the I still can't understand that one. Please, somebody explain that. Talk to the analytics guys because they all <laughs> fourth and one. Yes, fourth and ones are, are higher percentage, but you've got to look at game flow and where you're at on the field and so forth. And it just wasn't – that wasn't – it was in the middle of the third quarter, and it was yeah. a three-point game. Yeah. It's not like you were losing by two scores and you got to, you got to start, you know, forcing the issue. That – Listen, let's uh, let's speed past the Browns. I know everybody's tired of yeah. hearing us talk about the Browns. Uh, this week we got Detroit versus uh, Dallas, and and you put some numbers. You sent me some some games. And you put some numbers on here. I'm, uh, the, fir- the first number is the game. The the number on the board. I don't, board, know, I don't board. know what I'm looking at. Well, uh, it, it's <laughs> easy. You don't need it so much in the NFL, but when you get the college games and you're yeah. looking to find so, the there's line, there's a lot. Huh? There's a lot. So yeah. when you have when you know what game number it is, it's easy <laughs> easy to find on the list. But uh, so Dallas big, is 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 not is is minus seven. Minus Dallas seven. is minus seven, and the big story is Dak Prescott returns this week for uh. Dallas. Um, that's why you know, we're talking about that one, and you know. Seven points, the knee-jerk reaction is going to be for people to want to take Dallas in that game. You know, oh, Dak's coming back, and they won, you know, every game but the last one with Cooper Rush. Now they'll be back, and they expect to go. He's going to be a little bit rusty. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Uh, he's yeah. missed how many games? You know, it was a finger injury. It's yeah. not, you know, you're still going to and have to And it was grip, yeah. the throwing hand yeah. as well, yeah. So. I'm not sold on, you know, just because Dak's back, everything's going to be sunshine and roses sure. there. Detroit can score points. Uh, that's the identity of this team. Mm-hmm. The other identity of this team is they, they can't stop. They can't they stop anybody. Yeah. So, yes, Dallas is going to have some success there. Uh, for me, if I play the game, I'm leaning towards uh, taking the points with Detroit. Um, I also wouldn't want to uh, playing an under in this game because of the way the Detroit defense is. But this is one where uh, I definitely lean to the lines. I think it could be a shootout, and I'll take the seven points. All right. Houston at Las Vegas, and it looks like Las Vegas is minus seven as well. They are, and this is a game that the Raiders must win. Got to win. can't lose to a team like uh, Houston. Houston's got a lot of problems. Um, we've got a big edge you know, on the offensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Carr in the weapons he has. Now Waller's, you know, again, mispractice, so he's probably a no-go for Sunday, but they still have, you know, that running game has come to life for the Raiders. This is a game they got to win. I didn't want to lay points in the other one, but in this one I would lay the points with the the Raiders. I think they get a dominant win, and this is one that Josh McDaniels, 
if somehow they stub their toe and lose this game uh -oh. in that hot seat, <laughs> the temperature is going to go up on Ooh. because he took a lot of you know a lot of second guessing when he went for the two point conversion mm -hmm. against Kansas City. Mm -hmm. um, that was a you know a gutsy call. He wanted to try to win it right there on the field, but uh, you know you've had two weeks to prepare. New coaches. When you take over a team, you do your, you have your spring, you know, your training camp. Yeah. You have a couple exhibition games. Yeah. But you're still putting the pieces together. Yeah. When you get that bye week, now you have a chance to go back and look at what's been working, what hasn't been working, yeah. fine tune what is, mm -hmm. and then maybe put a couple extra wrinkles in the offense yeah. this week. So this is the week you've got to see the Raiders have a complete game. Absolutely. It's not like he's coming to a completely different team. This guy, this team has been together yep. for a number of years now outside of the receiver uh, that, that, that just came on board. But uh, uh, Kansas City's money's two against uh, San Francisco. Yeah, this is uh, going to be an interesting game. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on the Kansas City side simply because everybody – it's a general consensus the two best teams in the AFC – is Buffalo in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. The fact that they lost the tough game to, Can to Buffalo, they automatically expect them to bounce back. I am of the different, when you lose a, a game that's so much hype, sure. that I just think you have a carryover effect the next week. I agree. And I just don't see Kansas City going on the road. Though, let's stop and look. Kansas City's been scoring a lot of points. There's no question about that. Yeah. But they're giving up points, which yeah. has been nothing new for Kansas City. Yeah. Um, you saw what the Raiders did two weeks ago. Now, was part of that the fact that Kansas City, had, even though it was a division game and it was Monday night, they had one eye to the next game, yeah, sure, which of was course. Buffalo. Yep. Um, so that's an issue. But you're playing a 49er team that is physical, and that's one thing that Kansas City does, has had trouble with is those physical-type teams. And if the 49ers, granted, they've got a lot of injuries on defense, but if they can get enough pressure on Mahomes, they're the type of defense that can cause problems mm -hmm. for Kansas City. I'm in the minority on this game because a lot of you know people that I respect in the industry are on Kansas City, but I like San Francisco returning home as a home dog. I just don't. I don't warrant Kansas City being a favorite on that. I like that 100%. I'm, I'm actually I'm very impressed that you, you've been able to analyze that and see, like, hey, a team that's put a lot into the week previous may not come back and bounce back the way you expect them to. When I was did the Olympic trials back in 2008, the guy, the number one and number two guy, I was number two, I fought the number one guy. Number, guy, number one guy is great. I mean, he's a really good boxer. Yeah. And they knew if they put him against me early, then he'd have a chance to beat me mm -hmm. in the trials, and then he wouldn't lose to anyone. Right. He, go, he beats me the first night. Goes on all that energy that he put into that night, yeah. he can't last. Yeah. Gets all the way down to the last guy is the number four or number five guy that I beat twice. Right. He can't beat this guy one time. Yeah. And it's because he put so much energy and effort into beating me that he just didn't have enough left. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Wow, we expect a, a juggernaut team like the Kansas City Chiefs to bounce back against, uh, against the 49ers. 
what's that we have to consider how much they put into the week before right. how much emotion and how much how, how drained they possibly are it is a team sport so you know maybe they're able to kind of mix and, and match and, and pull it together but I think they're like you said they're a long ways away from winning this game a, a little a little further away from winning this game than most people would think and they've had two two big games back-to-back because they played the week before on Monday Night Football, so they came back and played Buffalo on the short week and then, you know, now go right back out and travel uh, on the road. Not a, you know, real long trip, but go to the 49ers and play. Sure. And then on on the list, of course, you have the Steelers (laughs) versus the Dolphins. We got Pittsburgh and um, Miami is minus seven. Yeah, you've got that's the Sunday night game this week. Get to watch uh, the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers situation. Uh, Kenny Pickett left the game last week uh, because of a concussion. Now that was the only way he could go back to Mitch Trubisky because when he pulled Trubisky yeah, in, thir- he in the third game at halftime, you're done. You're yeah. You don't go back to you. You any confidence that he had was done. But when it's an injury, yeah. It's a different thing when when a guy's got to come in because there's no other choice. Sure, he has a chance to re, you know sure. regain confidence uh, for himself and for in his coach's eyes. And Mitch had a good game. He led the Steelers to a victory last week against Tampa. On the surface, that looks like a great win. Yeah, it does. I got a question for Tampa, and I know everybody's gonna say no, that's <laughs> not the case. But if you're a player on that team. Not named Tom Brady. Sure. At some point, at what point does all of these side distractions start uh-huh. to be too much? Uh-huh. We know he's the greatest, you know, he's the GOAT. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah. But constantly special treatment for him, being excused from practices, going here, going there. You gotta question your quarterback, you gotta you want yeah. him committed you yeah. want him he's the one that's supposed to go through that door first you know be you know your leader yeah. i just wonder if this is starting to it wear has on to be, that team because the team has to look at him and say well he's not giving the 100 percent, and mm-hmm. he's okay yeah. he's no he's no better than me i don't care he's the goat i don't care he's done this i don't care he's done that the respect level has decreased i believe for temp for uh for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a whole. And I think it is because of Tom Brady. I think the team is now starting to perform as such. So I'm taking not as much stock in that win as some people might. And for Miami, they're returning home. They've had a tough three-game stretch after starting the season 3-0. and And they had their Super Bowl win over Buffalo at home. Yeah. Then they went on the road, played a short week, Thursday night. Um, Tua, there was questionable whether he should have played that game or not. Took the hit in yeah. that game and then was knocked out yeah. and then after that they've lost three straight now they're supposed to get Tua back this week they're facing a Steeler defense that's banged up we will get uh, Minka Fitzpatrick back this week which will help the secondary but they can't stop the run right now the yeah. Steelers which for years I mean their signature has always been their defense and you're not going to run on the Steelers teams are running against the Steelers at will right now and that's a problem that's why I went with your Browns when they played the Steelers on Thursday night because that tandem was going to eat the Steelers up and they did yeah so that's the problem this week I like Miami (laughs) yeah and then uh so we 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 got a break coming we're good to go Uh, tell me real quick how you feel about Tua coming back uh they definitely he's going to be – if they're going to let him play, he's cleared. They're not going to take any chances because they took a lot of grief when they played him on that Thursday night. But how do you feel about him coming back? Uh, he's the leader of the team. 
how do you feel about him coming back? <laughs> I like Miami this week, so I feel good he's coming back. You, as an athlete, I'm, spe I'm, I'm speaking as an athlete, athlete, and I see another athlete go down the way that he has now twice yeah. in a row. The way that yeah. he has, it, it makes me, I'm very, very worried about Tua. And that's why I asked how yeah, you feel I, I about got Tua you on that. Very back. Good. For that, I don't think you're going to see a lot of quarterback uh, RPOs, uh -huh. you know, run pass uh -huh. option. Uh -huh. uh -huh. They're going to try to keep him in the pocket, uh -huh. try to avoid the hits and uh, have quick releases yeah. because you don't know. That's yeah. the problem with this is every time you get a concussion, yeah. it's quicker to get another concussion. Yeah, very, so, very, very much so. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing music. I just don't know what to do now at this point. Oh, we, we uh, see what you get the hands on to break it. Yeah, yeah I like that. Uh, <laughs> we're going for a break. We'll be right back. Gentlemen. Ali, a sneaky right hand. Another sneaky right hand. This time he works over the shoulder for me. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the TC Martin Show. We'll do this real quick for TC. He's not here this week, but you can catch him every Friday right here at the Superbook inside the Westgate, Las Vegas. He's here 2 to 4 every Friday. You can join him and his guests. They preview the Sunday night, Sunday football. Uh, they do the best bet segment, which we're actually going to do again today. Try to keep this as close as to what TC would do as possible. And uh, you can join him right here at the largest sports book in the world at the Westgate, Las Vegas. And now join with us, director of the race and sports book, Mr. John Murray. How you doing, sir? Oh, good. How does, uh, how does TC get off in this time of year? It's like the busiest time of the whole year. I don't even know what he's doing. I just know he's eating barbecue. Because he got to go to the Astros game, John. Yeah, okay. Well, like, I mean, this is like with Mattress Mac. They they told me yesterday was the sports equinox. Yeah. 
whatever that means. I was going to say, got, what the hell is that? <laughs> And then we got, we got like the NLCS starts here in about an hour and a half. We got college football, NFL. There's a huge UFC event tomorrow in Abu Dhabi. You had every sport uh, yeah. going yesterday. Going every, the, all of the major sports were in play yesterday. Knights, Lakers last night. I mean, we were busy as hell. Nice. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good time of year, man. How did last night's game go for the book, uh, the football game? Not good. Uh, we took all Arizona last night. That was a, a stunning moment there. Dalton threw a pick six, and then he threw another. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. I was done at that point. I switched to baseball, <laughs> and then I, I watched the Laker game. I and know. The game. A lot of sharps were on the under in last night's game. Uh, mm-hmm. Did that play out the same way at the book? Oh uh, yeah, we did see some under money for sure. Uh, but it's like kind of worst case result for us because Arizona won. New Orleans actually managed to sneak back in and cover teasers. Mm-hmm. They lost forty. I think it was forty-two to thirty-four. Right. So there were a lot of New Orleans teasers that are now going to carry to the weekend. Uh, those people got a little lucky, I think. I don't even know. I was watching the Laker game. I just I saw. I saw the game. final score. I was at the, the night's game. game, yeah. So none of us were really working. Yeah, really. But oh, I was watching it. Oh yeah. I'm a I'm a Thursday night football guy. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. I, it's rough. I think I like Thursday night more than I like Monday night. Even when it was uh, the what was it last week? Commanders Bears. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How could that be impressive? <laughs> that game was. Next Thursday is Tampa and Baltimore. Finally, a good Thursday. That's game. good. That's pretty good. Well, last night was good though. It was. Exciting. It was enjoying game. It was fun. It was fun to watch. It's funny, if, for a quarterback to throw back-to-back pick sixes is amazing. It's more at the time of the game that he did. It was a 14-14 game with, like, two minutes and change left mm-hmm. in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then if you just come in and see, you know, I'm at the game. I didn't know what happened. I, I checked scores in between intermissions, and I said, oh, 14-point game at halftime. Arizona's, you know, kicking butt. You know, and then I <laughs> read the plays, and I'm like, what happened here yeah how could this, how could this happen in the final two minutes well, of the first half you had to know kingsbury's offense didn't get four touchdowns <laughs> oh. that guy's that guy's is so, so conservative it had to be something goofy and sure enough <laughs> that's what it was but he was an offensive genius in college what what happened they were uh, they were like six and six every year but they scored uh, a ton of points every game they scored a lot of points so what's going on right here there's a lot going on. You know, we really need the Phillies and the NLCS. we got a lot of liability to the Padres. Uh, college football tomorrow, NFL Sunday. Not the greatest Monday night game this week, uh, let's be honest. Bears, Patriots, but it's going to be super busy here all weekend. Uh, between the, the baseball playoffs and, and football, and we got a really big UFC event tomorrow in Abu Dhabi, which we're handling a lot of money on. You tuning into that? Yeah, 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 I follow. I, follow I know you're you're a combat sports kind of guy, right? I follow UFC and boxing both. Yeah, uh, I, I like them both quite a bit. I'm yeah. not, I don't take sides in that. Sure, uh, me anymore. neither. I love them both. I yeah. think they're both. They both have exceptional athletes. Some fights are better than others. Who's, who's got you know, more, Who's got more exceptional athletes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sean. You know I'm upset with boxing right now, man. Oh man. You know, you know I'm. You know I'm. Of course I'm upset that the, don't that the Crawford Spence fight be. fell apart, and don't I don't be. know. I don't understand the point of this next Tyson Fury fight. Yeah, there's no. Point. Uh, there's no point in that fight, and then I, I understand. Wait, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, it's because I have to. I have to push people yeah. to. I have to, to encourage people to watch. Oh, so there's, a, there's plenty point to watch. See, I, I'm lucky. I can make. I can say that the NFL games this week are lousy because they are, and then I can. But spin people it are still going to tune in. Say they, well, that's why you have to bet on it. Yeah. 
So I can just say <laughs> yeah, the yeah, truth. Yeah, these yeah. games are not good at all. Yeah. So you should bet on it. You should get a Superbook account. Yeah. Because it's the only thing that will keep you engaged. Yeah. I, I did, can find a good spin for you. I did Deontay Wilder. Uh, what was that two week last weekend? And uh, and uh, I had to, you know, I was promoting that this is going to be a great fight. Mm. Should go seven to ten rounds, and Deontay Wilder gets him out of there in a minute uh, fifty yeah. seven seconds. Yeah, well, last Saturday was a great boxing day. Yeah, there were some really good fights. Uh, I don't understand. It, 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 tough matchup for George Cambosis against Devin Haney. Sure, he just he's just not going to win that. That's fight. not yeah. No, he's not going to win that fight. No. And then we had uh, two female fights in the afternoon I was watching. And then uh, I watched the Wilder fight, too. So there was a lot of boxing last week. Yeah. It was pretty good. I was at the table trying to do a rehearsal, but also trying to watch the fights that were going on. Mm-hmm. Great fights. Yeah. Real quick, tell me what you think about the female boxing. I mean, it's really just growing and becoming a big thing uh, in, in the world right now. Saturday was great. Yeah. I mean, the, I thought, you know, the, the, the Michaela Meyer fight was really close. Uh, Shields, I uh, deservedly won that fight. I thought we did take some money on the fights. Um, another another thing that could showcase some great athletes that we could write money on in the sports book. I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, uh, combat sports. We've seen this in the past. There was a time where Ronda Rousey was the biggest draw yeah. in the UFC. You're right. Where we wrote more money and we sold more pay-per-view units on her fights than anyone else's fights. You're right. There's no reason why a female boxer couldn't step up, maybe not get to that level, mm-hmm. but become a big star and become a betting attraction. There's yeah. no reason why not. I think uh, I think it can happen. Let me ask you this. Uh, did this the, the weekend fights, you had the big uh, co-main and main event on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Michaela Mayer came up short against Alicia Baumgartner. Then, that was a great uh, fight. That was a really good was fight. A good it was, fight. like, really tactical, yes. and it came all the way down. I had a 6-4 for Alicia Baumgartner. I don't think I was off at I all. Um, so you could It's one one round away from being a draw, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could, so. you could have probably talked me into anything there from 4-6, 5-5, 6-4. Yeah. I thought I agreed with you. I yeah. thought she did enough to win. Yeah. But man, it was a great fight. And then you had uh, Clarissa Shields. She bested uh, Savannah Marshall mm-hmm. in the main event. That was a good fight too. Very good boxing match. Yeah. I mean, I, and I said said on my podcast, I said, uh, you know, you could really see the levels between these women, and kind of you could see who was who had been there before, and who's kind of just coming into fighting top tier competition. Uh, Michaela and Alicia there, they didn't really know how to step on the pedal Mm -hmm. and and leave one one behind. You know, that's why it was very close all the way up. And then you have Clarissa Shields. She comes out in the first round all the way up until the end of the fight, and she's really just dominant, showing that she's the one who's going to win this fight. So I could definitely see a, a difference in the levels of the championship fights. Does women's boxing have the depth to become a really popular sport. I mean, they, they did that showcase, two big fights, but does it have the depth to give these women chances to fight all the time against top-level fighters? I don't know enough about it. It doesn't have it doesn't have the depth of men's boxing, but there there's there's one champion in every weight, and then there's maybe a a a, a rival in in each mm-hmm. weight. Whereas in men's, I mean, we have three or four. Sure. And just about every weight class, so it's it's growing. It really is becoming something. And I would honestly would say in the next two to three years, uh, by this next this quad this next quad 2024, we'll have multiple really good elite athletes in each weight class in women's boxing, which I think is pretty exciting. 
It's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Any, anything that we can take bets on. <laughs> anything that we can take bets on that offers exciting entertainment. This is the last show I do here. Like, it's, it's, uh, today's uh, become nothing about nothing but betting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I love boxing. Bo- boxing is one of the only sports that I actually will watch with no money on it. Yeah. I'll actually wa- like, I'll watch a big fight yeah. just because I just want to see what happens. Yeah. Even if I've got nothing at stake, like I didn't have anything, I didn't have a bet on the on the women fights last week yeah, or yeah. the Wilder fight. Yeah, I just want to see what happens. What is it about boxing? I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. I, the, yeah. the the one-on-one aspect of it, they're they're in there by themselves. Yeah, they've got to dig deep. They got to find a way to win. I'm I don't know enough about to know like who's winning every round. So I'm always learning personally, mm. listening to what they have to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just find it much more interesting than, I'll be honest, the NFL. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't it's know. Kind of, Boxing is kind of like a drag race. Yeah. We get, you know, both guys are going to get out of the blocks. They're going to, they're going to, from the starting line, they're going to be fast. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, you just kind of see this. Mm-hmm. You see one guy, one, one woman leave the other just a little bit behind, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you even get a little bit of this where a guy changes his style halfway through. A woman changes his style halfway through. And something just kind of happens and there's a shift, you know? Yeah. I feel like with the Michaela Mayer and Alicia Bonga, I saw three shifts in that fight. I saw Alicia start fast. I saw Michaela, Michaela start to catch up. I saw Michaela take control. And then I saw Alicia kind of she turn did. it back and, and, and pull it out, you know, at the end, you it, know? It did look like Michaela was going to pull away. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and, then, and then Alicia Baumgartner, she dug deep. I, I like stuff like that. That's a new analogy. I've never used that analogy before. <laughs> no, it looked like she was pulling away there. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, I've never used that one she was, like that. she was favored. Yeah. And sometimes you see that in sports where the underdog gets ahead and then the favorite imposes their will. Yeah. But it's the mark of a great champion to then go back over sure. the top. Sure. And just dig even sure. deeper sure. and find a way to win. Sure. I, I thought that was the best fight of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the boxing I saw last week. I thought that was the one that entertained me most. I thought, um, actually, I thought that Caleb Plant, that knockout that he had against Anthony uh, Peters, uh, Anthony Durrell, I thought along the way it was like a really good competitive fight. Uh, being friends with both these guys, I'm a little bit more, you know, invested than most people were, so mm-hmm. I could really see what was going on. Uh, I thought that that was like super, I thought it was really good competitive and entertaining. And then, uh, I honestly, I thought that boxing did its job over that week, over the weekend, last weekend, in terms of getting people to follow, getting people to get excited about what what boxing has to offer. Mm-hmm. Until you get up until this week, and you see that what you're mad about, Terence Crawford. And well, yeah, Aaron of course I'm mad. Fighting. Uh, of course, because I thought, but he's not even we were, mad I that the we fight's not happening. Fight. He's mad that he doesn't have anything to for people to, to spend money <laughs> on. That's partially true. <laughs> no, that, there's a lot of truth to that. But I was gonna go to the fight. You, I don't even know where you go. Is it right there? Is yeah. that it? No, no. Boxing would be well. No, boxing would probably be on this board up there. You can't really see it. Okay. Oh, you mean where do you go to bet? Yeah. Oh, you go right. You go right here. Right here on my phone. Go right there. What do you What do you type in? What do you? Type you gotta in? gotta get us the, the mobile app. Yeah. You gotta search for Superbook Sports. Okay. That's where but the Westgate no, Sports app is at, right? You know, yeah. But you know, I wanted to go to that fight. Yeah. I wanted to go to the yeah. MGM Grand. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, I, as a huge fan of both those guys, I just wanted to see it. Next yes, year. Yes, it would have been good for business. Next year. Next year. I, I keep hearing that. Though. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Okay. What about let, what about? Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what I know without telling you everything that I okay. know. What I know is that boxing, excuse my language, 
doesn't care about pissing people off because they know that even though you're pissed off and you may not buy it, we know that we have the avid boxing fan that's just going to be patient. It's going to be mad, going to be irritated, but eventually we're going to give them what they want. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm still going to go. In the meantime, yeah. yeah and in the meantime, true. but what you do is you work against yourself and you lose a lot of people that just want to see what they've been hearing about. They've yeah. been hearing about something and then now they're not getting it. That's like us being teased about the new Black Panther movie that's coming yeah. out and all of a sudden, you know, something happens yeah, and we don't get mind. to see this movie. Never mind, we're not doing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do yeah. you mean you're not doing the movie? I know. I thought it was done. You know? I, know. I thought well, it was done. And that's I, that's exactly where, where boxing is. But right I now. wanted to see Fury Fury Joshua as well. Yeah. I, you know, well, you, you're interested in that I'd fight? be much more so than watching him fight the guy he's fighting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think Fury would have. I think Fury would have would have beat Anthony Joshua pretty easily. I prefer to see Anthony Joshua and uh, Deontay Wilder. I would love to see that fight. I think that fight is more entertaining, more compelling, more interesting. The whole nine. No, no knock on Tyson Fury at all. He's the he's the greatest heavyweight world champion probably in the last decade, if not longer than that. Yeah. But I just think that he he's he's far more superior in the ring against uh, Anthony Joshua than. Uh, Deontay Wilder. I think the, that fight, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, is much more competitive and I think interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's see that one. <laughs> give me, give me a fight. Give me, give, give, give me, me something. A, I'll take give me, it. Give me I'll something take it. To, to bet on. <laughs> I'll get. Well, I want to see Usyk fight Fury because I think he's, I think he's the best. Yeah. I, I, I think I know that sounds. Ooh, I think you he, think Usyk's the best? I think he's the best boxer in the world. Ooh. I, I, that's what I believe. No. He's the best. Boxer I think he's the, in the best world. fighter, the best I'm boxer not, on the I'm world. I'm not mad at, at you. any weight class. I'm not mad at you. I think that guy is amazing. He's pound for pound. You're number one guy. I think he is. I'm not mad at that. I I, I don't know. I don't know who I would put ahead of him right now. Nice. That that's very debatable. There's so, a lot of guys. I don't have a job, so that's why I'm here. I'm here because TC mm-hmm. is. I was he in Texas. He's Houston. eating barbecue somewhere. Yeah, sends us pictures. Today. Yeah, he's he's at the Astros games with yeah. Mattress Max. He said right? he may or may not call in today. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean, TC? Tell me if you're going to call me so I know to patch you in, (laughs) you know? But I digress. He knew that I was free. I don't have anything to do. This guy, this is what he does for a living as well. (laughs) What are you doing? You're just coming over here and you're just talking. They they make me do – it's a good question. So I'm supposed to be the director of the sports book. (laughs) (laughs) Is it supposed to be? (laughs) They make me do all this media stuff all week. To promote the operation, I usually say no. Yeah. You know, I just lie and I say <laughs> I can't. Don't say it on that. No, it's okay. Uh, they they know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but when they're like, oh yeah, Sean Porter, is, I'm, I'm a big fan. I went to school with about ten guys yeah. just like you that just didn't yeah. give a damn. And I'm like, oh yeah, with Sean Porter. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I just canceled my meeting. And no offense to Marco, yeah, I, but obviously, but I've always been a big fan of Sean. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got time. Somebody hit me with one that was crazy the other day. And not to make this all about me, but what would you say maybe give me if you have a favorite fight of mine or if you could give me like a top three. Like what? Oh, my God. Somebody hit me with one. I didn't. I had no. Oh, yeah. I mean, your, your fight against Spence was a great fight. Yeah. I mean, that was an absolute battle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard question. Somebody said Andre Berto the other day. They said, man, Andre I, Berto, your fight yeah. against Andre Berto was just amazing. That was and. I have not heard that one, like, practically ever. Every, But every fight, now it's going to sound like I'm just, you know. Go ahead. No, no, no. Do it. But every every, every fight you were ever in, you you were always bringing the action. Yeah. 
So it's imp that's an impossible question to answer. <laughs> well, now it sounds like I, I mean, I, like I'm just doing this, just saying that <laughs> to, to build up Sean because I'm on the show. Shout out but, to, to Top Rank. I was it's at. It's true, uh, man. Every time, every time you were in a fight, you always just you poured it on. Yeah. You came at the other guy. Yeah. And there are a lot of fights that are boring. Yeah. Especially yeah. at the highest level, some of those guys are like, and this sounds stupid. They're they're <laughs> they're too good. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. don't have to like. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but some of the guys are like, they're too good. It's fair, it's they don't have to come at you. Like, like that's how I kind of feel about Stevenson sometimes when I'm watching him. Uh -huh. It's like, this guy is so good, he doesn't even have to take any chances. Yeah, Shakira Stevenson is really that good. To have somebody like you that was that good but took chances, yeah. the fans loved it. Yeah. I, I was at Top Rank Gym yesterday, and uh, uh, one of the young guys, just Olympian, he, I think he won a bronze medal. Uh, they, they asked me to talk to him a little bit, and I told him a few things and said you need to you know increase your your your, your work rate mm -hmm. i said well you know i worked at a fast pace and i don't want to tell you anything that doesn't work for you or anything that your your coaches wouldn't want you to do i said matter of fact make sure you you tell your coaches everything that i'm telling you i said but let's be honest fans people who aren't fans of you yeah. quickest way to get a fan or get people to say i want to see him again is by being very offensive you know even a, even a novice can can watch a fight and say that guy he's moving forward he's pouring forward he's taking chances he's throwing punches I I like watching this guy fight yeah I mean that's that's the truth yeah everybody likes that yeah even if you don't really know what you're watching yeah it's exciting you have any favorite fighters right now Usyk uh, I, I'm a big fan of Canelo's you are, I, yeah, I really too. am I, I love Canelo yeah. Alvarez Lomachenko but I think we talked about this boots oh yes. Yeah. I think he's the guy. Yeah, Jerron Innes. I think uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think Crawford and Spence would be wise to avoid him. They're, they're wise to avoid him. He's, he's, he's a young lion. Yeah. He's completely healthy, yeah. uh, very young in his, in his professional like career. He's like years old. Yeah, he's like very young in his professional yeah. career and um, like has everything right there in front of him, you know? Yeah. You don't want to get in the ring with somebody like that where you're trying to, you know, find your pace and find your rhythm and, and look and things like that. You want to be patient. You got a young guy that's going for it all. Yeah, you really don't want to deal with that, you know? So Spence has been in a few wars. You know? Yeah, I exactly. His fight against Kel Brook, yeah. that was a war. Yeah. His fight with you was a war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets in there with this young kid, and I love Spence. Yeah. That could be tough for him, man. I'll tell you what a war does that for you. Uh, after you had that fight, and it was great, and it was a great night and all that, win, lose, or draw, because I've even been there with some, it's a great nights, and I didn't even win those nights. But then once you go back to get to back to training, and now you got to get ready for the next fight, guess what? You're going to think about that war that you were just in. Sure. And you may not want another war. You may not want another really hard, long draining night you know so yeah i think that, that at sense. this point in time you want to get in the ring with somebody you know has been there with you has that same mindset not somebody that you know is is waking up in this in this christmas day you know yeah. and, and what what can i have and what can i touch and and i'll jump all over you and and and, and i'm gonna be here all night you know you just don't want to deal with that anymore you know so that yeah that makes think perfect that, sense that's yeah. why i don't think he's gonna get that those fights he wants that's why i retired yeah. <laughs> yeah no that makes sense yeah john is there any um games that you're getting some sharp action this week on uh, the, in college? you know you know they're in college uh i was gonna i was gonna give you all the pro stuff uh oh, let's see. either way uh pros uh, only because i know sean porter's here so we saw some really sharp people on, on Cleveland. 
taking six and a half there in Baltimore. I don't know how Baltimore manages to lose all these games. It's kind of fascinating almost the way they give these games away. Detroit is real sharp. Detroit's in Dallas. And then the other one that's interesting is Denver. Uh, Denver we saw a couple sharp guys on. Uh, college football, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is at LSU, I think. And they, they took some sharp guys on that. These are the, the list of games we can talk about. They're, they're, they're making me... <laughs> I need I need somebody to show me what to do. I get it. Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina's playing AM. AM just having a, a terrible season. Uh, we already see some sharp guys there. UCLA Oregon's the game that's had the most money on it. So some really big bets have come in on Oregon. The public is on UCLA. It's a, that's a real sexy dog. They're undefeated. I think UCLA's off a of bye week as well. It's only their second road game. We're in the Third week of October, and it's only their second road game, UCLA. In oh. the first one, I don't even know if you can count it because they played Colorado, who's horrible <laughs> this year. Kansas State, uh, I did see a group I respect take the three and a half yeah. with uh, your friend Kelly in Vegas' Wildcats. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those games. Clemson, I think uh, you're seeing that number start to creep up a little bit. I think some uh, Syracuse got some guys out in the secondary. Not, not a good NFL card. Let's no, just just say it. No, it's not. It's not, not good. A, it's not it's, a. It's a bad. It's not good. Going to be struggling <laughs> to get to get. La, the, hey, last week we had we had we had Chiefs Bills and then we had Eagles Cowboys. They can't all be home run hitters. This is not a good Sunday. You have the, the contest here, the super contest. In some weeks, the five games just jump out at mm-hmm. you, and then there's other weeks that I might get three of my five picks yeah. right away, and then it's a struggle to find. Four and five, uh, but, you know, that's it. And contest, uh, you know, kudos to you guys. It's, you know, there's a lot of competition in town for, you know, the football contest, yep. and you guys have reinvented yourself the last few years with the in-game, you know, the in-season formats where, you know, before you got off to a slow start, you were you were dead, but that's not the case anymore. You have in-season things in the reboot. Yeah. Well, that was because I, you know, I do so bad in the contests <laughs> that it was like, how can we keep people engaged if they go like one and fourteen out the bat? I was like, well, let's just start a new contest in week four. There you go. And there is there is a lo- there's a lot of good contests in town. I just play them all because a, a contest can keep you engaged throughout the season without having to lay out money every week. Uh, and then don't forget the super contest reboot. We're we're taking signups for that right now. That starts week ten. That covers the last nine weeks of the regular season. So you can sign up for that up through week nine. Cool. Well, hey, John, thank you for, for joining us. Of course. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we might have TC eating, smacking on some meat, and uh, and talking to us about the best bets. We'll be have best bets when we come back. This is boxing referee Kenny Bayless, and what I say you must obey. So be sure to catch up with the broadcast at tcmartinshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the T.C. Martin Show. I am your guest host, Showtime Sean Porter, sitting right next to me, Marco D'Angelo. Thank you again for being here with me today. Had a lot of fun with you. Absolutely. Uh, Always a good time. We made it happen, I think. Coming up to the end of this bad boy, and we got a bad boy on the line. (laughs) This guy is a bad man, just just sending food. I hate food pigs. (laughs) 
What about you? Yeah, I, I got the picture of the barbecue and got a big old rib. He's ready to gnaw on, and we're he here send working. You the it's not right. He yeah. send you the videos. No videos. No right, videos. Thank God. That's good. Welcome to the T.C. Martin Show. T.C. himself. What's up, T.C.? <laughs> What's up, Showtime? You man? tell me, I man. Appreciate you. I appreciate you, man, uh, filling in today, man, being there. Man, that down, you and Marco, uh, you're doing a fantastic job, brother, so I appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out to me yet again and, uh, and allowing me to do this, especially the day after my birthday. Go ahead. I'll, I'll break the news. The day after my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. And I Thank you. Yeah. And I <laughs> Yeah, so what's going on, man? You down there uh, checking out the uh, Yankees and Astros, huh? That's right. Remember, it's the Astros and the Yankees. Okay, let's oh. remember that. The Astros oh. are leading two games to none, and uh, the series now shifts back to New York, uh, to the Bronx. But, uh, yeah, Astro fans feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, clearly. But, yeah, on my way back, <laughs> on my way back home, uh, you know, right now for a couple of days, before I get back on the road again. But, uh, and, and you you know all about traveling, Showtime, so you know what that's all about. So I'm talking to you from the airport as we speak. I know how that goes. Uh, usually I, I bring food home when I, whenever I go out. So uh, hopefully you'll have a, a plate of barbecue for me. I'll be at the airport ready to pick you up if you need. <laughs> Well, I, since I know that you really don't care for those food picks, uh, Showtime, I don't know. I might have to think twice. I just might have to give more to Marco. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, you, you patched in real quick. You're going to go through the best bets. I'm going to let you take over and do what you do. Okay, brother. So here's the question. Are you participating in the best bets today? I mean, Are you I, down? I mean, you got yeah. three college and three pro for us? Three college and three, three pro. Do you got it? Let's do it. Or are you going to sit on the sidelines? That's I, what I want to know. I prefer to sit on the sidelines, but you know, TC, I do, you get me to do a lot of things I wouldn't normally do, so it's up to you. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, I'll let the listeners think about that. but <laughs> We'll get it cracking. Let's, All right, go. let's go. It's best bet. This is Football Friday, baby. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right, you know the drill, and uh, coming to you live from Houston again, Showtime Shop Porter and Marco D'Angelo and the G-Man hanging out at the Westgate Las Vegas at the, at the Superbook. Appreciate that. I'm in Houston, and another man who is uh, going from airport to airport, our good man Trevor Maddich from ESPN is on the line. Trev, what's going on, brother? Hey, TC, so were you down there with your secret telephoto hat camera recording Yankee signals? <laughs> that was not me, Trevor. I was just sitting there uh, just enjoying uh, the ride with the Houston Astros, our good friend Dusty Baker, yeah. bringing home two victories, man. So, uh, sure yeah, very you nice, were. Very nice. Sure you were. I saw that hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trev, we got, we got our best bets. Kick us off here college-wise. What do you got? College-wise, Wake Forest is at home laying 20 and a hook against Boston College. And I, I like the Demon Deacons to cover that number. It's partly because... The Deeks have been fantastic on offense. I mean, they haven't scored under 31 points this entire game. That includes with their backup quarterback early. And their defense is really good at getting after the quarterback and limiting good passing attacks. What they're not that good at, Wake Forest, on defense is a strong rushing attack. But Boston College can't run the ball. Their feature back averages about three and a half yards a carry. They've got a good quarterback and one really good receiver, and that's about it on offense. So I don't know that they'll be able to throw the ball against a pressuring Demon Deacon's defense. I think that Wake Forest will run away with this one, covering the 20-and-a-half. And then 
Wyoming is laying four and a half at home against Utah State. Now, this one to me is more about Utah State than Wyoming. I mean, I, I like Wyoming. They're a tough team. They're physical. They run the ball well. They've got three losses, but two of them uh, are to BYU and Illinois. So there's no shame in that. But Utah State right now is down to their fourth string quarterback. Last week, they were down to three against Colorado State, and he got hurt. In comes fourth, a freshman named Bishop Davenport, and he did enough to, to allow Utah State to win that game, but he had a QBR of 10 out of 100. So he didn't make any mistakes, didn't do anything else, and now the freshman Davenport will be making his first start on the road against a Wyoming team that should be able to control the tempo of the game with its rushing attack. I think four and a half is a number that's too low. I like the Cowboys lay the points. And then Akron. Akron, I know your favorite team, the Zips, is getting 18 and a half at Kent State. And I like Akron to keep it within that number. The reason is that they are better than people think. They're in the, no, excuse me, they're not as bad as people think. They're in their first year with coach Joe Moorhead, who is a a, a serious offensive savant, a, a tremendous offensive genius. And Akron started the season poorly on offense, but in recent games, they've picked up the pace very well. Kent State has a pretty good defense, but they don't, they're not going to be able to, I think, pull away from Akron. I think the Zips are on the rise. I think you've got two bad teams that aren't going to separate themselves by more than 18 in that hook. I want to know if Showtime Sean Porter has any Akron zip gear. That's what I want to know. None. Zero. Zilch. <laughs> zip. I think, I think that would make all of us. <laughs> there you go. All right, Trip. Appreciate that, brother. Let's go over to Marco. Let's see what Marco's got. What's your three best, Marco? All right. We're going to start with Miami. Uh, they were minus 10 to Duke, or excuse me, minus 9. It is up to 10. I still like Miami in this one. You got Duke coming off a heartbreaking loss last week uh, against North Carolina. Big rival game for them. They led until the final 22 seconds of the game when North Carolina got the win. Um, I look for them to be flat this week in that Miami defense. After facing North Carolina's defense last week, that Miami defense is going to look like a brick wall for Duke. Lay the points with Miami. Second play we're going with is Texas Tech. We're going to lay the six against West Virginia, and this is all about going against West Virginia. West Virginia's coming off a big game on Thursday night, and they went Thursday night, uh, beat Baylor by three at home. We're going to go ahead and take Texas Tech minus the six here. Texas Tech is one and three in their last four games, but they've played four straight top 25 teams. We're going to go ahead and lay the points with Texas Tech. In the last one, we're going to go with Kansas State plus three and a half. Kansas State is at TCU. TCU has been playing for three weeks straight now. Big games. They played Oklahoma. Then they had the game game day, came to Kansas. They beat Kansas on the road. Last week, the come-from-behind win against Oklahoma State. I think it, the clock strikes midnight for Cinderella TCU. Kansas State has had two weeks to prepare for this game. In pure and simple, this is the best defense that TCU has faced all year. And Kansas State can run the football. Give me the better defense. Getting points, Kansas State, plus the three and a half is my three. 
Okay, Marco, heading into the Big 12 country. I want to know if the G-Man is there, and he's got a headset, and Gilby the intern, has he got his best bets for us? I do, actually, my T friend, yes. Tell TC, TC uh, mute your phone when you're not speaking. That way we don't we don't know where you're, when you're boarding. Uh, I, think, yeah. I, I think you're getting it, supposed it, it to get on the airplane. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be on Numbchat. Numbchat, mute me. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, TC, hey, um, Marco, thank you very much. I'm on your K-State also. Right. I love it. I was, I was thinking the same thing as far as the last three weeks. They've just played some horrendous games, some great games, some great talent, and some. Uh, uh, I just think it's time for them to, like you said, Cinderella, I think the bell is going to finally start ringing on that one. One that John brought up was uh, UCLA. I'm on UCLA on the, uh, uh, taking the points this week. Um, Oregon, after their big let down in the first game against Georgia. They've been playing much, much better. I think they're a little bit hurt. Their quarterback's a little bit injured um, this week. Um, so I don't think he's 100%. I did not know it was UCLA's only second road game. So that kind of scares me. Thank you for bringing that up and not making me feel so much better about that pick. But uh, um, I, I like Eucla here uh, with, I think, what's the line on that one? Is that They're plus? getting six. They're getting six. So I like, I like it to be a field goal game. And then the last one, after that big old Rocky Top loss that Alabama, Alabama took last week, uh, Saban is always so good at when he loses, which isn't very often. He usually covers the point spread by over 14 points for every time that he loses. I think Mississippi's uh, been playing above their pay grade this, this year so far, and um, I just think that they're ready for the ripe on this one. I think Alabama wallops them, uh, wins by 30 points in this game. All right, so Showtime, Sean P. Are you joining the party? Give us your three best college, man. What do you got? I got nothing. <laughs> okay. I gave him the sheet for you there, TC. I He's know. got the sheet. I, I have the sheet. I just, you know, I... <sighs> Throw some darts, Showtime. Throw some darts for the right. people. Well, I, mean, I, I think this one's a no-brainer, Ohio State over Iowa. I think that's a no-brainer there. Uh, I'll also look at uh, South Carolina beating Texas A&M. I like that one. And uh, I'll also go with, uh, which one was the other one I really liked? I really liked um, TCU beating Kansas State. Oh. That's my, that's my three. I got nothing to say in between any of those. So, Look at so, that. So there's you'll probably that. End up going, you'll probably end up going three and I would that. So there you go, my friend. Probably. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way of, uh, of my intern over there. G-Man, it's all about Oregon. Okay, Oregon is, has been playing some fantastic ball as of late since they got blasted by Georgia on opening day. And I know my man Trevor Madge will agree. He thinks Oregon's one of the best teams in the country. Uh, I'm not sold on UCLA at all. UCLA's going to finally go into a hostile environment, and they're going to go up against the Ducks. I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Ducks in this game. So I'm going to go a little green and gold or wherever the heck they're wearing with those funky uniforms and go Ducks. Then I think the wrong team is favored here, guys, in Oklahoma State and Texas. What is going on here? Give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowpokes. I think Oklahoma State is going to win this game outright. Could be a live money line play here. Uh, they're coming off a big emotional loss, but they're back home. This is a big game for them. Give me Oak State plus six and a half against Texas. 
And then finally, I'm going to go to the West Coast, the late game of the night. I'm going to take those Cal Golden Bears against Washington. I like the Bears in this situation. Another team that uh, is getting some points at home, seven and a half. And Washington is a team, guys, that just is really not that good, especially defensively. Cal is a much better defensive team. Washington has been in some shootouts. They can score, but they cannot defend. Give me Cal to keep it close, maybe even win this game uh, up on the hill there in Berkeley. So those are my three college plays. Let's go to the NFL side. Trevor, take it home. All right, Cincinnati is hosting the Falcons. And Cincinnati's laying six and a half. And I like the Bengals in this one. I think the Falcons are a bit overvalued right now because people see last week that they beat the 49ers. Woohoo! big game for the Falcons, right? Well, yeah, but the 49ers had a lot of guys out injured. Some of them would have probably played. I think they were trying to keep those guys uh, rested and ready for the Chiefs, which is a much bigger game this week for the 49ers. So the Falcons, I think, are a bit overvalued based on that win over the 49ers. The Falcons have both of their starting corners injured. Casey Hayward is is on injured reserve. A.J. Terrell is limited. He's got a, a leg injury, thigh and hamstring. And I think that the receiving core of Cincinnati is just way too deep for them to handle. When you're talking about one backup corner for sure, one starting corner, if he plays, Terrell, would be limited, and you've got backups all over the place against a deep receiving core with Joe Burrow throwing on the ball. I think that Burrow is going to have a field day against the Falcons' defense, and I think Cincinnati covers the six and a half. The Bears are at the Patriots, and the Patriots will lay at seven and a half. I like New England in this one. I'm not crazy about that hook, but I like the Patriots. And it's more about the Bears than it is the Patriots. The Bears' defense is kind of average, which is a minor victory for them. But their offense is flat out abysmal. I mean, Justin Fields, a quarterback for the Bears, is not ready to play quarterback in the NFL. He's just not. They're trying to play him into that point. But he's a pretty good runner and a wildly inconsistent thrower. I mean, the NFL keeps stats on all kinds of numbers, and one of them is off-target rate. And Justin Fields is the most off-target quarterback in the NFL with a minimum of 115 attempts. The most off-target quarterback in the NFL. Once in a while, Fields will drop a dime, and everybody says, yeah, that's why we got him. That, he, but most of the time, it's not quite so good, and I think Belichick is going to be able to make them completely one-dimensional, and I think that the Patriots are going to cover that number. The Jets are at the Broncos, and I kind of went back and forth on this one. And so I decided to go with the under 38. The reason for that is that the Broncos just can't score. They've averaged 12 points per game at home this year, 12 points per game. Their running game is decent. Their passing game is struggling. Quarterback Russell Wilson might play with his hamstring injury. Even so, I'm not sure if it's good or bad if he plays because they haven't been able to move the ball with him. And I don't know that they'd move the ball that well without him, especially against the Jets' defense that has really stepped up. On the other side, Zach Wilson for the Jets has been really good, but he's coming off of the injury as well, and he's playing at a high level right now. But I think that the Jets are going to want to protect him by pounding the ball. They, he only scored, or excuse me, Zach Wilson only completed 10 passes last week and then went over Green Bay. And I think the Jets kind of like that. They don't want to see him exposed to getting hit a lot. So I think they'll run the ball. So you got an offense in the uh, Broncos that can't score. You got an offense with the Jets that wants to protect their quarterback by running the ball. And you have two solid defenses. I think under 38 is the play there. 
All then, right, Trevor, good stuff. Yep. Is that three? I, I think yeah, you got that's three. three. Yeah, that's three. Yeah, okay, you got <laughs> it. I was going to give you more, but I'll stop right there. How you feeling, Marco? I know you love Trevor's picks. How you feeling? You on the opposite side of any of those? Um, not on the opposite sides of any of them, uh, but uh, I do have some ugly ones here for you. We're going to start with the New York Giants in Jacksonville. You got the five and one Giants going to Jacksonville, who's two and four in Jacksonville's favorite. What's up with that? That's because the Giants are going to get rolled this Sunday. They came back from London last week. They had to carry over from that big win against Green Bay at home against Baltimore. Baltimore's not a good team, guys. I'm sorry. Their defense is bad. They took advantage of it, got the win. Going to be a different story this week. Jacksonville, um, they had a, the game won last week, and they let Indianapolis steal it at the end. I like them to bounce back in a big way. I'm laying the three with Jacksonville. Indianapolis at Tennessee. It's not often that I'll say this is a must-win game in the month of October, but if you are the Indianapolis Colts, this is an absolute must-win game. You're playing Tennessee that if you lose this game, you're going to be two and a half games behind them, and you will have lost the season series 0-2. You're not going to make that kind of ground up. You're going to have to virtually be three game difference uh, for you to win the division. They need this game and if you go back and look at that first game, uh, Matt Ryan had a horrible game. They had three turnovers in that game, minus three on the turnovers and still only lost the game by seven. Look for them to get the job done this week. Uh, they've won three of their last four in Indianapolis. I'm taking them plus the two and a half, but they're going to win this one outright. You can sprinkle a little on the money line. In the final play today, I'm going to go against a lot of people. This is an automatic play. Uh, everybody loves Kansas City to bounce back. I'm not going that route. I think San Francisco takes care of business at home. Last week, I think they got caught looking ahead, playing that second game in a row on the road. Uh, didn't take Atlanta seriously, looking ahead to the big game with Kansas City. Yes, the defense is banged up for San Francisco, but you know what? The Kansas City defense is healthy, and they can't stop anybody either. So I think San Francisco is going to get their points in this one. I'm taking the 49ers at home, small upset. That's my three best bets. All right, there's our guy Marco D'Angelo, who's just rolling along in a super contest there at the Westgate. G-Man, what do you got? Give us three. You know, I just can't believe I'm still doing this. I'm going back to the Ravens again this week. I don't know why. I've been hit and miss with these guys all year. I just don't think they can play that bad at home again this week. After that terrible loss last week against the against the Giants, I just think they're going to come home, and I, I just really think that the Browns, this is more a, a, a play against the Browns than it is really the Ravens. I think uh, the six points, six and a half, I'm not sure what it's quite at right at this point, but I like the Ravens to come home and take care of business big time. And then for my second one, another play against the team that's going to lose, I'm taking the Bucks minus 13, minus 13 and a half. Uh, losing McCaffrey yesterday, um, watching uh, that head coach last week in his first game for, for Carolina. I'm not really quite sure if uh, they're going to uh, be able to bounce back and, and just recover. And just the morale in, inside of that locker room, I really think uh, – Brady's yelling and everything about telling his line lineman that, you know, this isn't why I'm getting divorced, for Christ's sakes. That, that guy over there across across the other side on the sideline is uh, uh, beating us. Um, so I think they come home, take care of business in a big way, minus the 13. 
and and Marco, I'm glad I'm, I'm with you on the 49ers. I think, uh, uh, you know, when you play Buffalo, you get your butts kicked. It's a tough team. Um, so I really think that the Niners coming home after that lackluster uh, Atlanta Falcons game last week, you were correct. It was the second week on the East Coast. They didn't even come back uh, from playing Carolina the week before. So I really like the Niners coming home and taking care of business. Uh, plus two and a half. Okay there. Showtime Sean P. He's going against you. you I know Sean P. is going to be taking the, <laughs> the brownies of this one. Give us your three showtime. What do you got? This is the NFL. You know your NFL, brother. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll start there. I, mean, I just feel like Marco said it best. The Ravens are just not a good team. That's exactly what he said. They're just not a good team. Uh, I think I, I, I'm not going to lie and tell you that I think Jacoby Brissett's going to bounce back. I don't. I actually can see him being being benched and the and the Browns being better off without him. Uh, I also see the Browns doing what everybody in the entire world is telling them to do, which is just run the ball, run the ball down the Ravens' throats. I think we win on the ground against Ravens in Baltimore. I uh, also have uh, the Giants beating Jacksonville. I think they're going to go down there. I don't think that five and two is a fluke. I think they're real. I think that the Giants having Saquon Barkley healthy and running as hard as he's been running, I, I don't I don't see them stopping uh, down there in Jacksonville and taking a loss. And then uh, my third game was probably I'll go with the 49ers. I think that they acquiring um, Christian McCaffrey is a, a great move for them. Uh, only enhances what they can do offensively. And I like, uh, I like the 49ers beating the Chiefs. All right, well, I'm going to get on this game, too, since everyone's on this little kind of a low-life team with the Giants and, and the Jaguars. As we know, the Giants are 5-1, and one, and the Jaguars are struggling. But I'm going to go with the home team here as well. I am not buying the Giants. I'm not buying New York. I'm with you, Marco. And here's the thing about Jacksonville. They're coming off of three close losses. They actually could have won all three of those games, and one of them a couple weeks ago was against the Philadelphia Eagles as well, too. I think it's a good spot for Jacksonville. We saw what they did you know, early on in the season. Uh, like the, the beat uh, the Chargers. I like this Jacksonville team in this spot, so I will take the Jags in this one. And, G-Man, you're going to love me on this one, but I need to maybe get my head examined. I'm, I'm going back with the Packers. Oh. I think the Packers are going to take care of the Commanders. Yes, I do. It, this is the game where you, you just say, okay, Green Bay's got to snap out of its funk. I mean, Rodgers losing back-to-back-to-back games three in a row, I don't think that's going to happen. You're laying a short price, and we know you got Carson Wentz or you got whoever you got. Oh, Tyler Heineke. That's right. We've got Heineken. Heineken's We're going with the beer bottle. Yeah, we're going Heineken. So, uh, yeah, I will take the Packers on the road against Washington. And then here you go, Raider fans. This will be the first time for me this year. I'm going on the home team coming off the bye and take the Raiders. Mm. And uh, Houston is a mess. And I think this is actually, believe it or not, sounds like a short price. If you're laying seven with the Raiders, they're coming off the bye. And here's the difference for me in this game. It's all about the offense. Uh, the Houston Texans have not faced an offense as explosive as, as the Raiders. And, yes, when the Raiders are clicking, they can score points. We know that. So I think that the time off coming off the bye week is going to do them some justice. I can tell you, being down here uh, in Houston the last few days, guys, nobody's talking about the Texans. There are no high hopes here whatsoever. Uh, again, with Davis Mills and company, now, I think this is a good spot for the Raiders to finally get off the schneid. And, uh, you know, the schedule is actually in their favor. And I'll say one more thing about the Texans. Uh, this is a team that, that hasn't faced really much competition or decent offenses. I mean, the, uh, the, the, best, the best offense that they faced all year was the Chargers. And what did the Chargers do to them? They put up 34 points against them. So I think the Raiders will do that, cover the seven, give me the home team at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. So those 
our best bets. I appreciate the crew and everything. And uh, all those best bets will be up on the website a little bit later on, uh, including our good friend uh, Scott Spritzer. Uh, his picks will be up there and everyone else uh, as well. So uh, I will basically bid adieu to you guys and let you guys continue to close the show. And again, mucho thanks to everybody out there. Uh, Showtime Sean Porter for hosting today. And of course, Marco for being there as he always is. And the G-Man today, uh, making time, making this all sound good. And of course, Numchuck and then a flashback in the past. The Earthquake is back in the studio today. So, Quake, I uh, appreciate you. And, of course, Jake Warnigay and John Murray and everybody at the Westgate at the Superbook. And, uh, again, I'll be back uh, on Monday in studio to recap a very busy NFL weekend and Major League Baseball playoffs as well, too. So, Showtime, take it away, brother, and thank you very much again, man. Appreciate you. Love you. Fantastic job. Well, that there is T.C. Martin uh, of the T.C. Martin Show, and I want to thank him, of course, as for allowing me to come over here and, and guest host this today, along with Marco D'Angelo. Had a fantastic time with you, my man. Always good time. Enjoy and talking. You learn more and more about boxing every time. Yeah, It's yeah, wonderful, isn't it? It's yeah. awesome. That's the goal. Um, beyond that, uh, look forward to doing this again. Until then, uh, you can catch T.C. Martin on the T.C. Martin Show, uh, dot com. Uh, Monday. He'll be back at it Monday, yeah. 2 to 4. 2 to 4. And, um... I don't know when he's going to have me back. <laughs> it's like he doesn't invite me in anymore. He'll he'll just invite me when he's not here. So we'll see how that goes. Invitation showtime. Oh, uh, still there. <laughs> get on the plane. Oh, get on, get on the plane. Absolutely. I hope you miss your flight. And, and, I, and I hope it gives you time to go back to that barbecue spot you're bring at so that you can get, bring me some home. <laughs> Showtime, you and I are going to dinner, whether, whether you like it or not. We're going to make sure that uh, you carve out some time to schedule, man, because I appreciate you. All right, my man. I'll see you next week, all right? You got this, it, brother. This is the T.C. Martin Show. You guys stay locked and tuned into him every Monday through Friday from 2 to 4. God bless you guys. Have a great day.